The Anton Savage Show on News Talk. Now, I don't know if you noticed it, but you know CNN's Tony O'Sullivan, uh, him who reports predominantly on media, on tech, new media, social media issues. Um, well, earlier this week, he managed to make a call to his mother in which his mother chatted away to him without realising that what she was talking to wasn't Donny, it was actually an AI. Hello? Hi, Mum. Hi, Donny, how are you? Does my voice sound different to you? Yeah, I just said that to Sinead. I said, Donny sounds so American. This is not actually me. This is a voice made by computer. Oh my God, are you serious? <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. So that's Donny O'Sullivan's own mother not recognising that she wasn't talking to her son, she was talking to an AI, which means that our capacity to judge what's real and what's not anymore is completely out the window. Adrian Weckler, tech editor of the Irish and Sunday Indo, is with us. Adrian, nice to see you. You too, Anton. Deep fakes, this capacity to make something that is visually or, or uh, in audio so identical to the person that even their relatives can't um, tell it apart, is it soon to become the norm? I would hesitate to say it's become the norm. Deepfakes are actually quite difficult to make. There are a couple of common apps that most listeners will have seen the fruits of things like uh, Wambo or Reface, where you you can just literally impose your face on a celebrity and post it on social media. But for the real quality stuff, the kind of stuff like the Tom Cruise fakes that most of us have seen, there's a, a Tom Cruise impersonator called Miles Fisher who has done a series of uh, Tom Cruise deep fake uh, videos and they typically take two to three days uh, to do. So the computing power that's required for a decent quality deep fake uh, of the type that might actually fool you or make you think twice is actually still quite intensive and takes a minimum of hours to do and a minimum of 50, 60, 100 dollars of server time to do. So will it become the norm? Maybe in five to ten years, and maybe if the social media networks relax their rules, don't forget they ban deep fakes at the moment. You're not allowed to post a deep fake if it is with uh, uh, with a purpose in mind, like a malicious, a disinformation uh, purpose. Also, in mind. if I decide I want to make a deep fake of you mm. selling some product that you haven't put your image on, they won't allow me to post that up. Yeah, that's an automatic uh, ban. Now, how do they know? Is it in is it in the underlying code of the video that shows that it's been deep faked? In the first instance, it will be a complaint from the person uh, who has been. Uh, impersonated. That's the way social media networks uh, generally operate. In some cases, they don't complain. So I mentioned Tom Cruise. He hasn't complained about those uh, deep fake videos that we've all seen because he thinks they're funny and he doesn't think that they're malicious. So they allow them to stay up. But in general, there are other examples of uh, uh, Mark Zuckerberg. Somebody did a really, really good uh, um, deep fake. Well, we have the very thing. Let's have a listen. Imagine this for a second. One man with total control of billions of people's stolen data, all their secrets, their lives, their futures. I owe it all to Spectre. Spectre showed me that whoever controls the data controls the future. It's ever so slightly robotic, but it's still, if you weren't, if you didn't know that's what you were listening to, you wouldn't doubt that it was Zuckerberg. Oh, uh, for sure. And if, now, imagine that it is 24 hours before an election, for example, and one of these goes out and it's particularly well done. 
uh, you're not going to have that period of analysis or the period for fact checkers to immediately uh, strike that down. We're starting to see that this happen uh, in the world at the moment. There was a, a one that was put out of Zelensky, of Ukrainian uh, uh, President Zelensky, uh, a while ago, allegedly telling his troops to stand down that they couldn't win the war uh, in Russia. Now, it wasn't particularly well done, but it was jumped upon by a lot of people online who would be, uh, you know, Russian apologists to uh, to try and advance uh, their cause. We know that the US government itself is planning to weaponize deep fakes. There was a, a really good report from an online publication called The Intercept, Intercept which, uh, which, which published these leaked plans and they want to use it for, to influence operations, uh, deception behind enemy lines, essentially, for propaganda purposes. Well, if you think back to the Second World War and, mm. and the Irishman, Lord Haw Haw, and mm. his broadcasts from Germany, which were meant to make the Allies believe that they had been defeated in air and, and effectively use it, function as propaganda. If you have the capacity to make Lord Haw Haw Churchill, like if yeah. you can make the actual politi- that's an extraordinary thing to have in propaganda terms. It is. I mean, you opened uh, the uh, you opened a few minutes ago with Donny O'Sullivan and they were seven word combinations and his, his accent was a little bit robotic and it was a little bit American for me. Yeah, you know, but for the average listener, maybe not. For somebody for uh, a CNN critic, maybe that, it, that could be manipulated to, to say whatever they want. So to come back to your original question, is this going to become the norm? I don't think it'll become the norm, but it's going to become a lot more sophisticated and more widespread. And some of the sophistication, there's already yeah. money getting attached to it because we're seeing hologram performances now where artists who are either incapacitated or mm. who are older than the perceived age at which they perform or who are no longer with us, you can now put them up on stage and make them dance for you. Yeah. Now, I mean, there's a whole ABBA tour at the moment, which is based on uh, holograms. Now, technically speaking, they are not holograms. They're actually screens put up on stage in a way to make them look like holograms. But um, we have seen instances of holograms used. The famous one was um, Kanye West when he was married to Kim Kardashian for a birthday present, 40th birthday present, had a hologram commissioned of her late father telling her how much he loved her and how much how he was watching uh, over her. Um, it was the single creepiest thing uh, in the world. I know, I know. It's, it's very, very creepy. Even when I see you know, deceased actors in movies. There's something slightly creepy. The last Star Wars movie, for example, uh, Carrie Fisher, who had was deceased just a year or two before that, had something like four minutes as Princess Leia completely reconstructed uh, in in an artificial, a deep fake way. We've seen um, we've seen the same with uh, w- with other actors as well. There's something that doesn't seem a bit right. Oliver Reed in, in Gladiator. There was a I think a minute or two of him because he passed away during the making of that. That's movie. right. And and Steve McQueen did an ad for the Ford Focus where they took bullet footage. Mm-hmm. And but those ones you could if you looked hard enough you yeah. could still spot them. I assume they're getting to the point now, particularly for big Hollywood films, where you won't see the joints. Well, that's the holy grail, I guess. And there are companies that have attracted, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars in funding to that are trying to build that. If you look at PlayStation games, Xbox games, they are slowly inching toward uh, that process. I don't think they've arrived there yet. I don't think if you or I looked at a character in a movie, it's still a little bit avatarish. It's still a little bit, just a little bit animated uh, for, for my liking. Um, but compared to 10 years ago, compared to 30 years ago, 
yeah, no comparison. And as you say, the point at which governments are able to use it for propaganda and put wor- not only words in people's mouths, but actions in people's bodies. In very small ways. I think the most effective uses of it are in small ways, like lip syncing. There's an app called Wambo uh, where you can just uh, take anybody's face and have their lips move in a certain way uh, to suggest that they're saying something else and put your own um, voice transcript over it. I think that's more effective than the than the full scale deepfake. Well, that's my afternoon planned out. Adrian, thank you so much. That is Adrian Weckler, who is tech editor of the Irish Independent and the Sunday Independent. The Anton Savage Show, Saturday morning at nine on News Talk.